You're not going to believe what happened. Watch this. Watch 57, Dre Greenlaw, after the stop on the punt return. And he's now in the blue tent, oh. and it doesn't look pretty. Cheese no. Kingdom! Yo, hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Vegas! Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ah, yes. Travis Kelsey at the CBS broadcast right there. Tony Romo yesterday, all over the place, by the way. Oh. Jim, <laughs> always great, though. Always great. Uh, Sean Levine, Ryan Horvath. All right, I finally, I got a couple hot takes. I wanted to go with if Dre Greenlaw stays in that ball game, if he doesn't get injured running on that field, San Francisco wins. I wanted to go with if the extra point's not blocked and it becomes four-down territory, San Francisco wins. But no, no, because Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just find a way. The route that he runs, you know, shakes Fred Warner out of his boots, out of his cleats, gets wide open. Kelsey's just a gamer. Mahomes is the ultimate gamer. What he did with his legs at the end, what he did with his arm – Kelsey just finding ways all playoffs long. Just he gets he gets open, man. He looked like he lost a step in the regular season. We thought maybe that might might be his last year, uh, and he was once again awesome. Uh, time now though for our betting recap. I I guess actually my hot take though was uh, I got nothing. We got three more hours. Maybe that I. Uh, all right, how did you feel about Travis Kelsey really quick before we get into our betting recap? How did you feel, Sean, about Travis Kelsey as a Chiefs fan mixing it up with Andy Reid a little bit? Uh, it's, I guess it was a little bit surprising to see in the Super Bowl because we all know during our life, like most of the time when there's a camera on us or not, we act a little bit different in such situations. And there were a lot of cameras on him. There's always a lot of cameras on him. There were more cameras on him yesterday than probably there ever have been before. This was the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So it's kind of crazy that he wouldn't be able to contain himself. I would like to say it's completely out of character, but it's not. I'm not necessarily defending it. I also don't get too upset when people are overly zealous. You know what I'm saying? He didn't smack him in the face. He didn't push him over. Did he get a little bit close to bump an elderly gentleman that's out of shape? that maybe something bad could have happened if he would have tipped over Humpty Dumpty style? Yes, but none of that happened. He was a little bit upset, which he's been in the past. They won the Super Bowl. It'd be a big deal if they lost, though, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and, like, we've seen this before. We've seen Aaron Rodgers go after Mike McCarthy. We've seen Tom Brady have to be held back from his offensive coordinators before going at their throats. But, I mean, Andy Reid is an older gentleman, and he's Andy Reid. He's one of the more wholesome guys in the National Football League. So I didn't love it. So I guess my hot take is, although I love Kelsey and I'm the ultimate Swifty, I'm pretty jacked for this three, four-month break after the Viva Las Vegas thing. I feel like he's become just an over-the-top personality, like like a wrestling personality, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad to take a little break and maybe dive into some college hoops, Major League Baseball season, some golf, some UFC, and whatnot. All right, let's get into our betting recap. Other than losing out on my San Francisco 49ers futures, Kyle Juszczyk, uh, just to have a reception, comes home. 
over two and a half receiving yards comes home. I played Brandon Ayuk under on the receptions. That one came home. Uh, you know, most of my props actually ended up working out, had the under in the game, which got lucky there, closes at 47 and a half, and the total uh, closes at 47, 25, 22. So just uh, survived that one. The extra point uh, actually saves me, even though probably doesn't save San Francisco's season. So how'd you do yesterday? I'm guessing pretty well since you're a Kansas City Chiefs bring it home and pretty much everybody on your side of the ball from Mahomes to Kelsey goes over on their props yesterday. Except for Pacheco, my guy. He didn't go over even with the overtime. I did get a little lucky, though. So I had Christian McCaffrey at, what did he end up with? Was it 70-something yards or did he get to 80? 80? Yeah, I needed him to get right to 80, and he did only because of overtime. So got a little bit lucky there, hit that one. Pacheco, if you give him maybe a couple more carries, maybe if the Chiefs kick a field goal and that game goes to another overtime, he probably hits his overs. But you're right. Ultimately, Mahomes goes over and Kelsey goes over. and. I think that there were a lot of Chiefs fans, obviously, that were happy with the result of that game. I think there were also a lot of Chiefs fans that made money at the beginning of that game by betting just on the money line. Because like I was saying, it's pretty crazy looking back at it that Kansas City was an underdog to start at what point at one point became as big as a plus 300 underdog for a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that is now 15 and 3. 15 and 3, Ryan in the playoffs. So yeah, I made, I made some money. And then also I'm a little bit of a hater when it comes to uh, George Kittle. I was saying I hosted with Sean Bell here on the BetQL network a few nights ago before the Super Bowl, And I was saying play all of Kittle's unders. In fact, I called Kittle the most overrated offensive player in the NFL. Look at his numbers. Look at that guy's numbers, not just this season. And don't come at me with, he led all tight ends with uh, in yards. He did. He had a th- just over 1,000 yards this year. That guy averages five and a half touchdowns per season in his career. This year, Ryan, he had six touchdowns. Three of them came in one game. This is including the playoffs, which means they played, what, 19, 20 games? Dude scored in four of them. George Kittle, super overrated. When he went out yesterday in the Super Bowl and all the, 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 the broadcasters were like, oh, no, that's a big weapon. Based on what? He had, well, he had one catch for a couple of yards leading up to that point. So. I actually made a lot of money in that market playing all of Kittle's unders because, like I said, dude is overrated. And some guys come up big at the biggest times. Did he even play yesterday? Dead honest. Like, was he even in the full game? All right, Dylan, here you go. Here's my hot take, boys. All right, so Sean's going to go. Sean Levine's going to go. George Kittle, most overrated player in the NFL. I'm actually going to call George Kittle the most underrated player in the NFL, and I'll tell you why. If you would have told me, as I'm re-watching this game right now, if you would have told me that Trent Williams was out with me at the sports book, you know, and then the nightclub at Aria until 4 a.m. the night before the game, I would believe you. Like, what the hell was up with him in the first quarter? So George Kittle, the reason his numbers, his receiving numbers, aren't always the best is because he's pretty much become, under Kyle Shanahan, who I do love, but under Kyle Shanahan, a glorified left tackle. I mean, you go back and you watch him even in Iowa, man, at Iowa. I mean, he's one of the better blocking tight ends, if not the best blocking tight end in the league. And I think that takes away a lot of the time from what he could do in the receiving game, unfortunately. But I mean, like I agree, yesterday I wanted to see more George Kittle. But that's the problem, man. That offensive line, overrated for San Francisco. Trent Williams, still the best tackle in all of football, except for yesterday, especially in the first half of that game. 
but the interior of that offensive line has been an issue. It's been disguised because Brock Purdy gets rid of the ball quickly because they go up or they go out and they acquire Christian McCaffrey. But that was the issue for San Francisco all season long. So that's the only uh, case I can make against that take is Kittle's okay. a damn good the, blocker. And a lot of people say that he's a great blocker. That's fine. Yes. In 2000, yeah. where are we? 24? In 2024, you can't just be a great blocker at tight end. You have to, if you really want to make a, a, a he makes a difference. I'm not trying to sell George Kittle short. If you want to be the difference maker for your team to win the Super Bowl, obviously. There's a difference between Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. That's the funny thing, is if, if we're saying that, I think we'd agree, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the NFL, and maybe we can yes. even agree that George Kittle's the second best tight end in the NFL. Dude, that's a big gap. That might be bigger than the gap between Patrick Mahomes and whoever you think is the second best quarterback in the NFL. I'm looking at Kittle's stats, man. This is the last month of the regular season. In the Super Bowl, he had two catches for four yards. In the NFC Championship game, he had two catches for 27 yards. Big game versus Detroit, four for 81 and a touchdown. In the last regular season game, he had three catches for 29 yards. It's one thing not to be a big touchdown scorer or pass catcher. you got to catch more than two or three balls in a game, especially when you've got Travis Kelsey on the other side that catches 9, 10, 11 on the regular with a couple of touchdowns. All I'm saying is he's good. He's just a little overrated. He may have my best moment. Uh, he, I, like One of my favorite moments of the postseason, though, was Aiden Hutchinson was an absolute beast this season for Detroit. And George Kittle just absolutely ragged out him a couple times if you go back. Like, he is – these Iowa tight ends, man, are built different. And that was my favorite uh, – probably my favorite moment in Vegas, me and P.J. Glasser, 1.30 a.m. at the roulette table uh, with George Kittle – Sam Laporta, and for some reason, Cody Bellinger's agent. And me as a Cubs fan, I'm like, dude, what do I got to do to get Cody Bellinger back to Chicago? And he looks and he just shakes his head. And I'm like, that can't be good. And then I'm like, oh, George Kittle, over 46 and a half receiving yards. Bet that last night. He's like, he's a little bit banged up. And we saw that as he left that game. That's the other thing. I think he was also playing injured. Uh, so we look at some of the more popular prop bet tickets. So Brock Purdy, early on in the week, over 11 and a half rushing yards. That comes home. But, dude, did you see this? Now, this is a bad beat right here. So the market closes mostly uh, 12 and a half. I luckily got the 11 and a half. Have to, hate to be that guy. Uh, but closes at 12 and a half. And he takes the knee at the end of regulation to go into overtime. So if you had the 11 and a half, you were money. Closes at 12. Brutal. If you had the 12 and a half, you lose. And you probably didn't even realize that, you know, if you're four cocktails deep at the Super Bowl party or your in-laws are in your ear or something like that, man. So now that is a bad beat. Everybody like they're, they're, everybody thinks everything's a damn bad beat. Like if you had San Francisco last night, you probably think it's a bad beat. That right there, though, is a bad beat. And luckily I was on the right end of that or it would have been a worse night, uh, even worse after losing out on my San Francisco futures and not hedging and just taking two points with the GOAT, which never again. Do you ever think we get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog ever again in the Super Bowl or even a playoff game? I don't care who his teammates are, man. As long as it's him and Andy Reid out there, I don't think there's a chance he's ever a dog ever again. Guy's unreal. I, I doubt it. They shouldn't be. Uh, well, we got like a minute left. So I did pretty yeah. good through, as far as winning bets go throughout the playoffs. But I took the bad beat of all bad beats in the Chiefs versus Dolphins game. I had Tyree Kill going over 70 yards. Well, he went over 70 yards. He got to 75 yards with two minutes left. And then they decide to throw him a screen pass where he gets negative seven yards. How does a wide receiver get negative seven yards 
to take him back to 68, which is less than 70. So you're right. People don't understand what a bad beat is. A bad beat is when, dude, a bad beat is that thing was 98% done with, 2% chance to lose it, and you did. It's not an overtime loss. You'll know a bad beat can happen. Yeah. That's why it's always better, man, to go with the rushing attempts over the rushing yards if it's a soft number, I feel, like with these quarterbacks. Although, man, that should have went home for everybody. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. we got some NBA action. We're going to speak with Nate Davis coming up here shortly. Patrick Everson still to join. More coming up. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. 